We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm up your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Hello, CMOS girlies. Welcome back to your favorite pod. You know, we're gearing up for the holiday season. Um, Emma's calling into us from the Midwest. How's it going, Emma? It's going well. Yes, I'm calling in from the dungeon that is my parents' basement, the room that I sleep in. That's like all cylinder block and um, tile and all that. So it's very, very cold down here, but I'm good. Yeah, I'm home for the week, which I'm really excited about. All my brothers are going to be back home, which my mom is very stoked for since they're basically empty nesters now. Um, but yeah, I'm just kind of preparing for the cold digits and just all the craziness that is that comes with with Thanksgiving. How are you? Doing good. Yeah, family time's always good. I'm staying here for Thanksgiving just financially. Just didn't, you know, have the funds to go home and gonna probably go out for Thanksgiving and like eat dinner somewhere. I did that on my birthday, like a solo dining moment, and it was fun. Um, we'll see if by the time Thanksgiving rolls around, if I feel like I need to like do that again. Um, I could just eat some slop in my apartment as well. But I've been good. Nothing, you know, is really making me that excited these days. I feel like I'm kind of dreading the holidays just with what's happened this past year with losing my dad but I'll try to make the most of it um one thing that has been filling me joy is like a food thing um the product is called Yasso that's like the brand I feel like everyone has like seen those um and it's funny like grocery shopping in New York like Emma and I talk about this a lot you don't get access to like many brands because I feel like a lot of people just go to like Trader Joe's Whole Foods and so there's not a lot of brands that are like like that you see in the Midwest grocery stores. And so I started looking and I realized that like you can get those Yasso bars at Whole Foods. Um, So I've recently picked up the sea salt caramel ones and they're wrapped or not wrapped. They're coated in like a chocolate um, like candy coating. And those have been my daily treat. Um, Sometimes I'll eat two a day if I'm feeling it, but that has been the one consistent thing in my life for the past few months. So I encourage the girlies to go check out um, the Yasso Greek yogurt bars to fill the void as we enter winter. 
I have had those before. And I think my parents sometimes buy them and they are surprisingly very good because you never know how like, you know, a healthier quote unquote dessert will be, but yeah, they're really good. And they also have like a decent amount of protein. So it's a good little way to get some protein. in. if you're a girly who does eat Greek yogurt, um, I don't have any new food recs, but I do have a restaurant recommendation. It's a spot in the East village that I took my parents, my brother to when we, when they were visiting to move him in for his internship over the summer. And I took my boyfriend there uh, last week and it's called hearth and maybe some girlies know it, maybe some girlies don't, but I think like what's really cool about the restaurant is that they're, they don't use any seed oil. So like everything's cooked in like beef tallow or like olive oil or butter and they source all of their food locally. So they go to the farmer's market every single day and it's like all organic produce. And it was just like a very lovely and beautiful meal. They have a lot of like natural wines. Um, so if you're a girly that lives in New York, I definitely recommend checking out the restaurant. It's been around for a while. And I would say it's like definitely reasonably priced for just the quality of food that you're getting. Like I got, um, it's called like the variety burger and it's like a mix of like, um, like obviously beef, but then there's also like liver and like bone marrow. And I think like maybe some other organ from, from the cow. So they definitely utilize every single part from the animal. Um, and it's a good restaurant, I think just to like take your parents to. So if you have family coming in town, definitely go there, but it was just a very delicious meal. And I never really go out to eat that much, or I just feel like I'm eating the same old, same old. So whenever I do have a recommendation, I always want to share it. That was iconic. Um, I have one recommendation in New York as well. Uh, there's a new grocery store that opened up. I want to say like a few months ago. Don't really remember. It just kind of like popped up out of nowhere. And it's called Happier Grocer. And so I've heard of it. I just hadn't made my rounds. But one of my friends that I saw on Friday like convinced me that I needed to go because he said that like you can get health food products for cheaper than they are available on their own site. And I was like, I don't know how that math works, but I'll go and check it out. Um, and reference point in Soho in in New York there's not that many grocery stores so it's kind of in a weird like location as well I don't really know like the foot traffic but I walked in and immediately you see um like kind of a smoothie bar section they have like every add-on under the sun like MCT oil bee pollen all of like the weird ones and then they have like hot tonics cold tonics like I think they had pressed juices they had a little bit of like baked goods in that area and then in the back section all of their like homemade like branded stuff so they had like rotisserie chicken and sushi but then they also had like you know sprouted almonds and stuff like that um and it's two floors so that was all the top and then the bottom was like pantry stuff and so you know as emma and i attend different grocery stores all the time we're very familiar with all the brands like i feel like i go into health stores and i'm not that impressed because it's like i can get this stuff anywhere but I was actually quite shocked with how good their selection was and how diverse it was. And I probably saw like 50% of the brands on the shelves were stuff that I'd never seen before, um, especially in the beverage section. Like I'm used to seeing Olipop. I'm used to seeing Health Aid, but they had so many weird kombucha varieties and just different beverages that I'd never seen before. Um, I went at such a weird time, like Sunday, like 4 p.m. I wasn't really actually looking to shop for anything, but I think I'm going to head back there and do like a full haul. And then they also had like, skincare body care um like home goods candles stuff like that and they also had supplements they had like so many thorn supplements which i feel like you can't find in person in new york that many places so that was iconic and then i'm about to leave the store and i totally forgot um i started like looking i was like oh this girl's a really cute trench coat it turns she turns around and it's kaya gerber and like i'm not you know very familiar with celebrities and i like knew that she's um like a famous celebrity but i was like i don't really know what she's famous for like i think she's a model which yes she is so i walked out and she was with 
I don't even remember who she was with, some guy, some guy, but she was there. So maybe you'll have a celebrity sighting if you go to Happier Grocer. Um, Happier Grocer, if you're listening and you want to shoot Emma and I a cheeky gift card, you could do that too. I don't think anyone from there is listening, but I thought I would just throw it out there. Yeah, I have no idea who's behind Happier Grocer. Like you said, it definitely feels like it popped out of, out of nowhere. It's been on my radar. I haven't visited just because I think when I am in the mindset of like grocery shopping, I'm just like, I got to hit Trader Joe's and Whole Foods and head back home. But I'm definitely eager to give it a visit. It's definitely, yeah, like in a weird area that I don't necessarily ever want to walk through if I don't have to. It's like right on Canal, like Kate said, which for people who haven't been to New York, it's just kind of like crazy town USA over there. Um, but yeah, I definitely want to explore all all the new brands because I feel like I just been sticking to the same old, same old. And I definitely want some new variety in my life. Um, my last point is that, like I said, I'm back in Nebraska obviously took a plane here and I realized that my favorite place to read a book is actually on an airplane just for some reason I can get really like wired in and in the zone with reading and it kind of makes sense because there's very few distractions since you don't have wi-fi and again there's also just very few things that you can do on an airplane um but yeah I read like so many so many pages of my new book that I'm reading I'm reading The Idiot for people who might be curious it's definitely been like on my radar I know it won like a Pulitzer Prize um so I'm enjoying it so far but yeah definitely like get a book for the airplane especially if you're taking like a long a long ride this this holiday season I just think that's like the perfect time to get through the book that maybe has just been staring you right in the face uh for the past few months yeah in our reading era I'm in mine as well some books that I've read the past week I'm reading way too much but um that's a that's a personal thing but it's it's good I'm not watching tv or like really on tiktok much uh the book that I'm reading now I just started is called freedom is a constant struggle by Angela Davis I've read different books by Angela Davis but this is specifically focusing on movement building as it relates to Ferguson and as it relates to Palestine so I'm really excited to pick up that or to get into this book because I've just you know read the cover and not gotten into it much and then a self-help help book that has been on my radar for a while that I haven't picked up is called love is letting go of fear um it's a pretty short book there's like visuals in it it's like a fast read it's just like a mind shift like reading book where you go through it and you're like okay I'm gonna like try to be in this positive mind space for the day and then the next book I got about um climate resistance is called how to blow up a pipeline and it's talking about what the climate be the climate movement needs to do in order to get recognition in order to get their demands um, met. And it argues that uh, we need to go after capital, which means that we need to think about what protesting in a nonviolent way looks like. Um, So yeah, it's a good book in terms of like civil disobedience and stuff like that. It paints a really good place of history. And I haven't really read any books about climate in a while. I've been reading a lot of books about running and like women's hormones. So it was good to have a little switch up, but um, I'll let you know how the books are. I have a Goodreads if anyone wants. I don't know if Emma, if you use that as well, but um, my Goodreads is just my name, Kate Glavin, and I like add all the stuff that I'm reading or interested in reading. So I kind of like looking at it. It's like a fun little social network. It's kind of like Strava, but for runners or it's like Instagram, but for book readers, you know what I mean? Um, I should get a good read, but I just have gone so long with that one and my reading is a little sporadic, so I wouldn't be the best with that, but maybe I'll make it because I feel like I need to find a good way to discover new books because 
I go into McNall and Jackson. I'm like, I don't even know what is trending these days. Yeah, I found that bookstores too, just as I've like been going to them, aren't as organized as I remember. I, Barnes and Noble is fairly organized by subject, but when I went into um this bookstore in the East or the West Village called like Three Lives Company, I had no fucking idea how anything was organized. I was like, I don't know what the rhyme or reason to this is because they only carried like so few books. Um, so yeah, I need to become more literate in how to go through a bookstore. But um, anyways, more of the pod. So yeah, the pod for the past few weeks, we've just been doing like topics that you guys have had uh, because I think it's a better way to approach like health and wellness is just do like little tidbits about things that you guys have maybe seen on TikTok or you're curious about or just like stuff that you want to refresher on. So we're always taking your topics. You can either DM us, you can shoot us an email if you want to. You don't really have to do that. Um, Or you can DM us on um, our personal Instagrams or hit us up in Geneva and then we'll add your questions to our little master document we got here but i think that's all we got for the intro um i will call you back and then we will answer the week of questions we got we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match with indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Our next partner is a product that Emma and I take every single day. I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted to find a greens powder that actually blended together. The taste is hands down the best greens powder I've been able to find. It even has a mild tropical taste and you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, adaptogens, you name it. For me, I started taking Athletic Greens because I wanted a supplement that actually tastes great. I've always known that taking a greens powder is a great addition to one's wellness routine, but I could just never get past the unpleasant taste. This completely changed once I started taking Athletic Greens. It tastes so good that I actually look forward to drinking it every morning, something I never knew was possible. Plus, Athletic Greens contains dairy-free probiotics. And let me tell you, my digestion has never been better. Another thing that Emma and I love is that it's the one thing with the best things. Athletic Greens uses the best of best products based on the latest science with constant product iterations and third-party testing. It costs you less than $3 a day. You're investing in your health and it's cheaper than your cold brew habit. Right now, it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially heading into the flu and cold season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is go visit athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS. Again, that is athleticgreens.com backslash CMOS to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Okay, CMOS girlies. So today, Kate and I are going to be touching on like coffee, magnesium, and like second puberty. So we're going to start off with coffee. 
Um, yes, Kate and I drink coffee. I feel like coffee is like a very polarizing beverage now in the health and wellness space, but we just kind of got general questions about like how we take our coffee. Do we add anything to it? You know, how we think about delaying our caffeine intake. Um, so for me personally, I do not delay my caffeine intake. I know that's something that's discussed a lot about like on Andrew Huberman's podcast and just in relation to hormones and also your circadian rhythm. Um, they usually say to delay it within like 90 minutes, but it is usually okay. And research has shown that it is okay to drink coffee kind of immediately upon waking up if you do plan on working out shortly after in the morning. And so since I work a nine to five, I kind of have to work out fairly early in the morning. And therefore, like, I don't have the luxury of, you know, waiting 90 minutes to drink my coffee, but I always prioritize having like a nice big cup of water beforehand just to hydrate myself before having a cup of coffee, just because you don't want to further dehydrate yourself in the morning. Um, and I use an, an espresso machine. I used to have a French press and I used to care a lot about like sourcing of beans and all of that. But just now with my current life and schedule, I just don't have that much time to really make French press coffee every morning. It's also like a bitch to, to clean up. So I, you know, kind of caved in, got an espresso machine. I love it. I don't know what pods I use, but it is convenient for my utilization in terms of like health related things that I add to my coffee. I kind of go back and forth in terms of like what I do utilize. I'm not really like strategic about it. I don't really treat my coffee as like an experiment as, or as like an opportunity to enhance my, my intake of it, if you will. Um, like sometimes I'll add collagen if I have it on hand. I feel like I usually will add like lion's mane. I have a little lion's mane tincture that I keep at my desk at work just to add into my coffee. But I honestly am like pretty simple with how I drink my coffee. I like it hot. I like it, you know, straight black, maybe with a splash of milk. But I think I focus more in terms of like what I'm pairing with my coffee in terms of like food, just because, you know, there's been so much more talk and research about why you should be eating something before drinking your coffee just to help with hormone regulation and not like spiking your cortisol too much, especially in the morning when you have gone a good seven or eight hours without eating since you were sleeping. You just don't want to then just like only drink coffee and then work out after just because that'll just cascade and lead to a lot of terrible health consequences potentially down the road if that's something that you do repeatedly re constantly. Um, but so I'll usually have like Brazil nuts or a little bit of like protein or some oats with my coffee. I definitely try not to drink it on an empty stomach. And then also too, like I try to limit my caffeine intake really just only to the morning time and not really having anything after like 12 o'clock. And that's just because coffee, coffee has something called a half-life. And so the half-life of caffeine in coffee is about like four to six hours. So that pretty much means that after anywhere around like five to six hours, you're still going to have like half of that caffeine still living in your body. And then it'll take like an additional like four to six hours for that to be completely removed from your, from your body. So if you're someone who's like drinking coffee around like two or 3 PM, of course, like it's fine to do that as like an occasional treat, or if you're like really dying. Um, but the reason that they usually say not to have anything like in the afternoon is just because once you are in a position to wanting to go to bed around like your usual bedtime of nine or 10, you might still have caffeine in your body. And so it just might a lead to you taking a longer time to fall asleep, or you might just have, you know, just difficulty sleeping in, in general. So that's something that I definitely have implemented more into my life. When I was in college, I was drinking too much coffee and like having coffee like late in the evenings. And now that I've gotten older, like my body just cannot tolerate that amount of caffeine in the evenings. Um, but yeah, I 
don't really think much about like coffee. I think a lot of people like to, or feel the pressure to like buy all these like little things to enhance their coffee or have the MCT oil. That's something that I haven't really ever experimented with. Um, just cause I think there's like other ways to get like brain boosting benefits, um, through other ways, but just some products or brands that I like that do have stuff that you can add into your coffee. There's like moon juice, um, wooden spoon herbs, obviously has a whole line of adaptogens. Moon juice has a collagen. If you would like Capina Co has a vegan collagen that I've had in the past that tastes pretty good. And then Laird Superfoods, my mom really likes the Laird Superfoods creamer. Um, so whenever I'm home, I like to use that. I don't really buy creamers just because they're like kind of expensive for what they are. In my personal opinion, I'm fine with just a splash of almond milk. Um, there's probably a bunch of other brands that I'm missing, but those are, are the main ones. Yeah. I love that. I feel like my coffee journey has changed a little bit. I was really sensitive to coffee when I was in high school. I have like a very vivid memory of like a Ben and Jerry's pint of ice cream that had coffee in it. And my friends and I were studying for an AP exam and I like ate the ice cream and we had a really, really important exam the next day. And I could not sleep and accidentally pulled an all nighter because my body was not used to caffeine because neither of my parents drank coffee. So it wasn't like a thing in the household. So it really shocked my system and freaked me out out. Also in high school, that was when I learned about adaptogens because I like the taste of coffee, but I did have that like freak episode with the coffee ice cream. So I was trying to figure out a way that I could drink coffee and make it work for me. And it was at the time when like, um, what's the brand I'm thinking of? Four Sigmatic was kind of in their heyday with like mushroom coffee. So I would always do like a little bit of coffee with adaptogens and like really just make a very small amount of coffee and like slowly introduced it that way. And then once I figured out like mental health stuff, um, adaptogens like really helped me um, in terms of like depression and like anxiety and stuff. And so then I was able to drink coffee more regularly. And like Emma said in college, I was definitely like way too wired to coffee. Like I went the other end. So now I feel like I, you know, only drink maybe two cups a day and I'm not that reliant on it. I still am like the person of like the meme that's like, don't talk to me till I've had my coffee. Like I don't like doing things before I've had my coffee. I definitely notice a significant difference in like productivity and just like my energy in the morning. But I would say that I'm not like dependent on it anymore. And so like my coffee routine is I use a French press. I have blue bean, blue bean. Oh, my God. Blue bottle beans um, that I get on like a schedule every week. So I have like fresh coffee. And then the recent thing that I've started doing, there's this company that I did work with on socials called Bowie and they make electrolyte products. And they're very similar to like an element or just like any other one on the market. But they have this one product that's a dropper. And so you can add it. Be- to like any sort of beverage you could add it to like a smoothie or coffee or water because it doesn't have um a taste it's like flavorless so i will add that to my coffee every single morning because like as emma said coffee dehydrates you so i feel like that's been like a newer step in my like coffee routine and then in terms of like um what i add to my coffee i do like creamer i always buy like the nut pods one i get the macadamia or not the macadamia the um marshmallow one and then they have like holiday ones so I saw like a peppermint one at Whole Foods today that I might try but I'll do like half of like nut pods so just like a little splash of that and then a half of just like whatever milk I'm using so like right now I'm on like macadamia milk I've done like almond milk pistachio milk so who knows on that but I feel like that makes the best like ratio for me and then I've also been adding like tinctures of lion's mane to my coffee um typically lion's mane or reishi like depending on what I'm kind of like working with I felt really sick um I think in August or not in August oh my god October so I was like trying to play into like my immunity a little bit more before the marathon and lion's mane's always been like a tried and true like 
adaptogen for me in terms of focus. And I, you know, find it helps a lot. And like Emma said, eating or drinking coffee without eating anything is like not good for your hormones. And I'm like a morning workout person. So pretty much like every day out of the week, except for my rest days, like I will be working out first thing in the morning. So I want to make sure that I'm eating something with my coffee because like if I'm going out and running for an hour, that's going to spike my cortisol and I don't want coffee to like add more stress to my body. So if I'm going on a run, which is once again, most days of the week, I'll usually eat like oatmeal or toast or a granola bar or something like that and have my morning coffee and then head out the door on my run. But like, let's say there's a rare day like tomorrow that I'm going to have a rest day. Um, I'll typically just like drink my coffee with either like a little chocolate bite from Alice Mushrooms or like Noon um, or Noom chocolate, I think it's called. They make like little productivity chocolates Um, or I'll just eat like half a granola bar or like a Brazil nut just to make sure that I'm having some calories with my coffee. And then kind of after my workout, I'll probably have like a second cup of coffee. But I mean, coffee is one thing that, you know, there's going to be so much health like literature about if it's good for you, if it's bad for you, whatever. And I think you just have to like train your body to kind of use it for the purpose you want. You know, caffeine is one of the most studied like drugs in terms of like working out and how like it benefits if you have caffeine before a workout or just overall productivity. So I don't think you need to not have coffee if it's something you enjoy, but there definitely can be ways to like train your body to have less and train your body to, you know, not have such crazy cortisol spikes when you do drink coffee. Yeah. And coffee and like, obviously caffeine intake and sensitivity is going to vary person to person. So just because if you're someone who is sensitive, um, you know, that is totally fine. If you're someone who's like, I can drink a bunch and like, I'd feel totally fine. That's also okay. We all ebb and flow, but yeah, definitely try to learn to not be too dependent on, on coffee. Um, the next topic is our favorite magnesium. Um, I'm sure we have a lot of new listeners or people that maybe just want a little refresh. I feel like magnesium was having a hot moment, then it kind of like died down a bit. I feel like just like it's trending pretty flat right now. Um, but just to give everyone a little refresher on our favorite supplement, um, first to kind of start off with like what it is exactly. So it is a mineral in our body. It's actually one of the seven macro minerals that we need in very large dosages every single day. And it plays a role in like over 300 functions in the body, including like muscle and nerve function, regulating blood pressure, immune function, sleep, and also can help with like forms of genetic material. So like if you are like pretty low on magnesium, it can kind of result in many different ways in your body um, just because it's tied to so many different processes in, in the body. Um, and over 75% of us are deficient in magnesium in the U.S. as adults, and this is due to multiple different reasons. So A, soil depletion. So a lot of the foods that do typically contain magnesium and other minerals, they just are not as rich or abundant in these said minerals than they were maybe like 50 or 60 years ago. And that's just because of like modern day agriculture and just like how we're currently like growing growing fruits and vegetables and also just like overall like how we're treating the soil and the land certain medications can also result in you know your magnesium levels getting depleted and other antibiotics as well but then caffeine and alcohol are also tied to deficiencies and this is something that you can clearly get tested for but you know you can also kind of sense if you have poor magnesium um, or low magnesium levels, just if you're kind of feeling like a little like anxious, maybe you're having difficulty sleeping, poor bowel movements. Um, it can also result in just like different, like, yeah, like I said, anxiety, maybe different like mood disorders. Um, but there is something, um, called the vicious cycle when it comes to magnesium and it is tied to stress. So low magnesium can lead to anxiety or stress, like I said, but when we are stressed, our body actually needs more and more magnesium to keep our muscles relaxed and also our nervous function 
system functioning properly. But the thing is like, we actually end up excreting more magnesium when we are stressed, thus further lowering our levels and needing even more. So with all that to say, like, it's really important to stay consistent with your magnesium intake and like taking your supplement on a regular basis, but also just making sure too, that you are focusing on different ways to reduce your stress. And if there's like a certain like thing that's triggering your stress, like really trying to get to like the bottom of that so that it's not constantly stressing you out just because you don't want to end up in this constant vicious cycle. Um, and magnesium comes in many different forms. So I think this is like where it gets kind of confusing for a lot of people when it comes to like supplementation because they're like, there's all these different kinds. And I think like everyone's first introduction is probably to, to calm, which is magnesium citrate. I know that product's like very readily available, like at Costco. Now they sell it in bulk. It's like at a lot of different grocery stores. Um, and then I'm sure too, it's also probably at Dwayne Reed or at Walgreens at this point in time. Um, and so really with like the different types of magnesiums and different forms, it's really going to come down to like what is best for you, depending on like your needs and what you're trying to maybe improve in terms of like your magnesium levels. So there's citrate, which like I said, um, a lot of people have probably experienced their calm. And this is one that's primarily utilized for digestion. So people who are experiencing like are really, really backed up, they will usually like increase their intake of magnesium citrate just to kind of get the bowel movements moving. But the one thing with citrate is that it is like pretty low bioavailability, meaning that your body's not going to fully absorb that magnesium. And also you can easily go overboard as it can like turn into a laxative. And I just think for a lot of like young people, um, you do kind of run the risk of maybe getting like addicted to that and maybe like kind of abusing citrate as a laxative. Um, that is definitely like one that I utilized for a while, but then I just like kind of didn't love like the taste of it and like how it was making me feel with my bowel movements. So I kind of have stopped taking citrate, but I'll take it like here and there if I am feeling a little bit irregular. Um, Altheronate, um, this one is easily absorbed and it actually passes through the blood brain barrier. So it's like really best for those like brain benefits or like any like mental disorders, like I said, like insomnia, anxiety, depression, et cetera. There's also glycinate, which is what I personally take. And this one is also easily absorbed and helps with insomnia, anxiety, and muscle pain. Um, Epsom salts are also like a really great way to obtain magnesium topically. And it's like great for like muscle relaxation and muscle soreness, which I know Kate likes to take on a regular basis. Um, and so, like I said, I'm currently taking magnesium glycinate. You can take magnesium in pill form, powder form. There's like magnesium chocolates now. Um, magnesium's kind of like found everywhere, but a few brands that I really like, Moon Juice, they have a few different flavors. I like their berry one. Wooden Spoon Herbs just came out with like a spirulina blue lemonade. And again, like all these have a, a few different varieties of magnesium in their blends. Um, Thorn also has a pretty solid magnesium um, that I've taken in the past. Right now I'm just taking the Whole Foods brand. It's just like the magnesium glycinate. Um, and it's like a blue and white packaging. So you can look out for that. Recess also has magnesium. Um, but like I said, there's so many brands on the market and I would just say like the main things that like, you have to be pretty consistent with it. Um, taking it at least like an hour or so before bedtime and you can really experiment with the different doses. And I know like Stephanie Estima has talked about like with women and like people who uh, do experience like menstrual cycles, you might want to increase your intake at different times of your cycle, just because magnesium can actually help with reducing a lot of those PCOS, not PCOS symptoms, PMS symptoms that some people do experience when they're about to get their period. But you can still obtain magnesium through diet. I wouldn't rely solely on diet alone, just 
because of the factors of soil depletion, um, but like leafy greens, legumes, dark chocolate, and whole grains, those are all um, great sources of, of magnesium. So, you know, definitely obtaining from that and then just kind of filling in the rest of the gaps through supplementation. Yeah, I feel like magnesium had its moment, I was going to say last year, probably some CMOS relays related reasons why it became so popular. But I think now everyone's like taking their magnesium and is like, you know, figuring it all out. But it is still good to have that that little reminder. Um, the last topic for today is going to be about second puberty. Um, someone DM'd us about this, and I feel like we've talked about it in episodes about hormones, but nothing really in depth. And kind of like when this term or this phrase became like popular was like through social media. Um, it's not like an official medical term, but there is like a significant phenomenon that a lot of women started posting about on TikTok. And they would kind of say like, hey, I'm like in my late 20s or like early to late 20s. I feel like I'm going through puberty again. Like my boobs are getting bigger. I'm getting like new kind of weight or fat on my hips. Um, my weight's just fluctuating generally. I have adult acne. And so, you know, as one woman talks about it, more and more women like share similar stories and then it kind of becomes a trend on TikTok. And so the second puberty is just overall like gaining this weight in your 20s and kind of going through new hormonal changes. And as I said before, it's not a medical term, but it is very real. Um, you know, your hormones are changing all throughout your life as a woman. We've talked about how women have like an infradian rhythm and men don't have that. So you're always going to have like hormonal fluctuations until you hit menopause. And so that's why this like second puberty might happen. And I think an underlying reason that it's important to talk about this is because when you're in your 20s, you're at your peak development for things like your bone mass and your muscle mass, and they start to decline in your 30s and then on to the rest of your life. So what you do in your 20s is really important as a woman to like set yourself up for, you know, future success. A lot of women have hip fractures or like fall and break their hip as they get older. And that kind of starts in your 20s to build that bone mass and to build that like healthy body fat. And I just think since we live in such a, you know, a culture with diet culture, and um, a culture with diet culture. What am I trying to say? A culture that just like wants everyone to diet. It wants everyone to be super thin. We're not thinking about the long-term health benefits benefits of people that are like extremely thin and the dangers of that, I should say. And staying active and lifting weights and doing resistance training and having adequate fat in your body is something that is actually good for you in terms of longevity. But it's really hard to remember that when you're you know, all of your social media is flooded with content that like wants you to be smaller and smaller. And I think especially if you were someone that was an athlete kind of going throughout your teens or if you had any sort of hormonal issues or eating disorder issues in your teens, this is why the second puberty phenomenon might feel more apparent for you because when you went for you, through your first puberty, you probably were not doing it like the right, not the right way I'm going to say, but let's say like your hormones weren't at optimal levels. Like if you were not eating enough, if you were under eating in your teens, like that's something you're going to feel the impact of in your twenties. So when you get to your twenties, your body might change a lot more because now like you're feeding it enough, you've gained the weight. Um, and so I think that's why it might become like such an apparent thing for those two demographics. And look, like gaining weight is not fun. I've been through it. I've been through so many weight fluctuations. Like I feel like ever since I was 16, I feel like my body's always changing. And I think it's really hard to accept weight gain if your clothes don't fit. Because I think when you're younger, you have this expectation that like you're going to grow. You know, like I think when I was in middle school, I was like, oh, I'm growing taller or like I'm growing bigger because I'm like 
12 right now but I think when you're like 25 and you're like wait am I still growing like what the fuck is going on and you also are like maybe developing you know your personal style you like different clothes I feel like I've had to get rid of pants that I used to really love because they like simply do not fit me anymore and I'm not going to try to like squeeze myself into them anymore so I think it does suck this like second puberty phenomenon when it comes to like your self-image and self-worth because I think when you hit your 20s that's when you're trying to sort of um, work on that and you're trying to become more in touch with all of that and then you're you know hit with this weight gain and you're kind of like what the fuck is going on so that's just to say that it is normal you know in your 20s I think also people become more aware of their health Um, if you didn't have any sort of like health issues growing up you're probably seeing like an OBGYN regularly you're probably talking about your period more you're probably talking more about sex with your friends and like birth control and being on the pill so I think women are becoming just more aware of their body bodies and their cycles and just like getting health information on TikTok and social media more prominently. And so I think that this like second puberty thing became more in like the cultural zeitgeist because we all have smartphones and we're all kind of going through it together. So yeah, I mean, this is something not to be afraid of. It's it's normal to gain weight. It's normal to have um, adipose tissue on your body. It's norm- normal to have fat. And I think it can be isolating to feel like you're going through something alone, but realize that like most women have gone through this. And I think you just hit a point, like this is me speaking from personal experience, but you hit a point when you're just kind of like, damn, I don't want to track calories anymore. Like I don't want to you know, restrict my food and think poorly about myself anymore. Like when you've been doing that for so long, I think you'll hit a point when you're just tired of it and you're going to resist like weight gain, you know, or like, yeah, you're going to resist kind of stopping yourself from gaining that weight because you're just going to be so burnt out by it, which is a blessing in disguise. Cause I think that's been like my sort of realization as like life gets really heavy. I'm like, the last thing I want to do is like try to freak out about food right now. So if you're going through it and you feel like the second puberty thing is like really tough and isolating, just know that there's a lot of other women that have been through it as well. Yeah. And I would say most women are likely going through it. So you're definitely not alone whatsoever. And a lot of like the weight fluctuations or maybe like the new acne that you're getting, like it's all very normal, especially the weight fluctuation thing. Like that's just part of becoming a woman. Like women do naturally need a little bit more fat on their bodies just to protect their hormones. And it's all in preparation of like you to like have a child. And of course, like if that's not something that you plan on doing in, in your life, like just know that like that is like as a woman, like biologically, like that is like what we're designed to do. Um, and yeah, I just think like over time, like Kate said, you just kind of become mature. And I think like your, um, shift or like, yeah, I think you just kind of experience like a mind shift in terms of like priorities and like what you care about. And like, I just kind of have realized that like, okay, like no one else is thinking about my body as much as me. Like, why do I care? Like when I'm walking on the street, like no one's going to be like looking at me and be like, oh damn, like, why does she look like this X, Y, Z? Um, but I know it's like definitely very hard with social media and, just get rid of the stuff that is way too small and you know you'll never fit into and it's very liberating and you know just treat yourself to like a nice new pair of jeans or pants that actually fit you and yeah you're not a failure if something like no longer fits the way that it used to I know I used to beat myself up over that but you know again you just deserve to live a very like happy life and the last thing like you want like Kate said is to be dwelling over whatever it is, the changes that are happening in your body, because we're all human. It's normal. We're not all designed to look like the way we did when we were 15 or 16 years old. 
Yeah. Amen to that. Um, throw out those pants, throw out that shit that is not fitting you because you will forget about it. Like, I think when it's sitting in your apartment and collecting dust and then you go to get dressed and you see it, like it reminds you of like the bad feeling or whatever you feel about your body. So once you get rid of it, you can start on your own little healing journey with that. Um, it's definitely been beneficial for me. Um, but I think that's the pod we got for you. It's Thanksgiving week. Um, nothing really exciting beyond that in the CMOS girlies universe. But thank you, girlies, for listening to the pod. As always, feel free to send us any new topics or subjects that you want to hear about. Um, we're always open to that. And we will talk to you guys next week. Yes. Have a lovely holiday. See you, girlies. <laughs>